Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney, for NPR Illinois Community Voices, and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host today, Craig, joined by both my co-hosts. First, Miss Vanessa Ferguson. Hello. It is so nice to have you, Vanessa. And it's also nice to have Brett Rutherford as well. Why, hello. <laughs> and we have been promising to bring John Sakari uh, back onto this show for like three months. But the thing is, every time we try to talk to the man, he is busy uh, going around the world with his new role I- involved in the Diz and Diz Unplugged. I can't wait to talk to you today, John. But how are you, sir? I am doing really good. I'm, I'm very happy that I do have a week now where I'm home without much going on and things will start up again the end of June. But yeah, this isn't my life. I don't know whose life I'm living. It, it's, hey, it hey, is hey. incredible, the amount. And you know what? Uh, what's great? I'm going to say this right up front. And my two co-hosts agree with me. But we've gotten to know you really well over the last year. And uh, you've become such a good friend to us. And it's just good to see good things happen to good people. And that is what's happening right now because yes. you get to experience so many neat things that we're going to talk about. And it's just because I like we could tell from like your vlogs and everything else before we really got to know you that you were that person that is that energetic person that's optimistic and that's out there to help people and to just be so friendly. But now to see like now knowing you and knowing that that is the case. And then seeing all these things you get to do, it's just cool. It's just so cool to see what's been happening in the last like six months for you or so. And so I can't wait to talk to you about it, really. That makes me feel so good that you say that because I mean, it's just me. I don't try to be that way, but I'm glad that that kind of that the genuineness carries over and you notice it. So thank you very much. I I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. Of course, of course. And so I do before we dive in. I put out a plea to everyone a couple of episodes ago to say, hey, can you go and review us on Apple Podcasts? And it's because like, I'm not just doing it because I, I, I want you to go do that. I, I do. And you know, we mentioned it before. But actually, um, there this is a metric that's followed by some different film organizations and things. And we want to continue to be able to bring you great content. And so this will be really helpful to us. And I mentioned I was going to spotlight some of the different reviews that we got every now and then on our episodes. And so I wanted to do that and for the people that responded. Thank you so much. We do have a lot more reviews now, and it's great to be able to see those as well. Zachy Meal said, uh, this is one of my favorite Disney podcasts. Recommend to any Disney friend. And so that is great. I really appreciate that. Like this pod, I feel like we might know them. I feel like <laughs> mm-hmm. like this pod might be someone that we we may know. Maybe Jacqueline. Well, or Megan, I like I'm them. not sure. Mm-hmm. But they said the the hosts have the chemistry of lifelong friends. Are are we lifelong friends, guys? Absolutely. We are the bestest of bestest friends. We hold hands mm-hmm. everywhere we go, <laughs> in a disturbing way, but we do. <laughs> Look at this review. Look at this review. What? B Rutherford says, "Meh." oh that's fun and then uh windy city guy said that the show is entertaining and informative and we have the the best guests and they Mm -hmm. must mean john sakari big fat panda himself Mm -hmm. best Mm -hmm. guest that we have and then the last one i wanted to mention uh was they said loving the podcast can't wait for more it gives me my disney picks and we have an excellent knowledge of disney so thank you so much for the people that have done that. And if you can continue to help us out, just shoot us a podcast rating or a review through Apple iTunes, and we would really appreciate that. But now we get to actually dive into the episode proper and really talk to you about what's been going on. So John, you uh, now officially are a producer 
on the Diz Unplugged team. Is that correct? Can you give us kind of like your life update here for a little bit? Yeah. So I was basically like, I, I don't know. I, you know, I felt like I was working for them and I was, but it was kind of like, you know, freelance stuff like doing the show and doing other things for them and collaborating with them. So then it became a, a full-time thing where, yeah, now I'm producing their DVC shows, which is DVC fan on Facebook. And let me tell you, Paul and Amy Krieger from DVC there, if you watch any of that stuff, it is so good. The, the shows are really good. And I'm learning so much. It's going to get me broke because I want to buy DVC. It, it already did to me. I was going to tell you that, you know, like oh, that's I right. DVC fan on the way back from my last vacation. And now I'm signing, my, I signed my closing documents this morning. So uh, I feel like I shouldn't work there unless they give me a DVC contract. So. <laughs> yeah. No. But yeah, I know it's really tempting, right? Because you want the, the benefits. You want to just be able to go play. And it, the, the money doesn't even matter. It's just an exchange of numbers. I want to own DVC. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, it's like one of those things where you work it into your, like you start to justify, you're like, oh, but it's just a monthly budget item at that point. I'm just budgeting for my vacations That's at that it. point. Right. And so, and especially you being local, it seems like a lot of the people that locally use DVC like to just like look and say, Hey, what's at the Polynesian next week or whatever. And you'd be able to it's do that. So funny how you can justify the cost. If you really think about it, like yeah. you can make stuff up and be like, but if I did this and this and this and this, it, it saves me a dollar a year. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you can justify it. There is a way to justify it. But that's been, yeah, that's been really cool. I'll be doing more dining stuff for them, probably producing some of the dining things, I think. Oh, cool. So, Ooh. you know, more more food reviews and stuff like that. But let me tell you, a lot of fun. Mm. I, I described it to Pete Werner. I said, you know, you just find sometimes find your tribe. And I've been there now for about, I mean, it's, this new technical job has only been like a month, but I've been there with them now for maybe nine or 10 months. I definitely can safely say I found my tribe for sure. Oh, mm -hmm. Just the that. way that they do everything that I love, but they do it professionally. Like, I mean, before something happens, like a, like a new cruise, like June 28th, the Disney wish we're going on a christening cruise. There is a military style meeting there that figures out you're going to do this. You're going to do this. This one's going to send this to this one. This one's going to be at home waiting for this. One. It, and it's done just so proper with the people in mind. It's all about getting the information to the people that's there. First and foremost thing, as much as they can joke around and be friendly and funny, it really is a business. And that's what I like about it. The way it's you really with those, with, you know, getting the information out on time and not being clickbait at all. Oh, oh my goodness. That, that, that is like, I, I, I so appreciate that because like the, the clickbaitiness of Disney articles and things like that is just being outrageous. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because when we had a chance to chat with Pete and he mentioned uh, on that episode that you put in a good word for us and we are so grateful to that. But, you know, when we chatted with him, uh, he mentioned how much that team is really what makes that organization thrive. And so it's really cool to see all of you together like that. I mean, Craig is so talented and so just knowing the equipment and stuff, Rhino, Jackie, Danny, everybody who's involved with them really has their own, you know, their own special stuff going on. Pete knows how to pick them. That's for sure. That is so cool. Well, uh, we want to just talk to you about some of the experiences you've been able to have, whether through your own personal Disney life or working through the Diz. And this is going back a little ways because I think that this was back in March, but I really wanted to talk to you about Alani because that is something that, I think would be a really fun experience to be able to have at some point, especially now that I'm going to be DVC, you know, the resort's going to be paid for. So I got to go check it out at some point, but, uh, and I don't want to just 
only me talk to you about this, but if they have questions too, Vanessa or Brett, please jump in, but talk to us about your experience on Alani. First of all, let me tell you, I never thought I would get to Hawaii. I really did not. It was just a flight that was very long. I was, you know, scared of it. And just because I don't want to be up in the sky for 10 hours, being a larger, wider guy, I know I'd be uncomfortable in coach. So, you know, first class was the way to go. If I was going to go to Hawaii, Pete presented me with this opportunity to go to Alani and stay in a, I mean, a grand villa in Alani. So forget about, I never thought I was going to Hawaii. I never thought I was going to Alani. I never thought I was going to a, 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 of cave in Hawaii, let alone the Grand Villa at Alani in first class. So everything just worked out like, oh my God, this is amazing. So I did go and let me tell you the way I describe it, it is like Dorothy in black and white opening up the door to the Wizard of Oz and color because everything <laughs> looks different. It's more vivid. It just was so gorgeous. And the resort itself, you literally don't have to leave everything you want in Hawaii is there like when you land in Hawaii, it's Newark airport. It's not, you don't see the <laughs> fantasy when you get there, it's a city, you know, it's like you're in Manhattan and then you drive 20 minutes or 30 minutes to Alani. That's when you're like, wow, this is a fantasy resort and it's put together. Okay. You know how you like the Polynesian and you feel like it's, yes, you know, it's, yeah. it's South Pacific. Now it's not. When you see Alani, the Polynesian, you go, ha ah! Polynesian, ah, you tried because Alani <laughs> is so, you know, I was, this is another thing funny too, because we're with the Sea Disney team when we went there. That's the Spanish version of the Diz. And that is uh, Federico, uh, Jimmy and Melly. They are wonderful people. But Federico has a, he's a doctor. He's got a doctorate in art. And he, I'm looking at the resort for a long time thinking it's just a beautiful resort. And one day he sits me down and explains to me how this part of the building is the man. This part of the building is the woman. This is the ocean. This is the sea. And all of a sudden you're noticing details like, oh, that roof is a boat. Oh, I see the woman's hair now. Oh, I see the man's strength in this one. Oh, I see. You, you're like, okay. And I didn't realize it was Joe Rody who put this to resort together. He really, the way he did with Animal Kingdom, he did with Alani. And you notice all these things that I could have stayed for an extra week after talking to Federico about the art of it, but it was just ama absolutely amazing. I have a question. So you said that you didn't have to leave the resort. Can you talk to us about what kind of entertainment there is to keep you occupied during the day, whether that's pool or a show? How would we fill our time? All right. Well, we did leave the resort and I'll tell you, that's a good thing to do. But if you didn't want to, you've got their lazy river that goes through the, you know, the whole gamut there. You've got like a little town, I'll call it because there's little huts with uh, shave ice and little places to eat. And there's a lot of little uh, detail-y things. Like it's not just there's one restaurant, you go to that and that's it. Character interactions all day. Moana is up on a staircase saying hello to you. Uh, Chip and Dale, but they're all dressed in, you know, Hawaiian clothes and it makes it feel very different for where you're at. Even Mickey and Minnie dressed you know, in Hawaii stuff is great. In Hawaiian stuff is great. Uh, there is entertainment. It's mostly at night by the pool where they're doing a uh, a song for the resort that they came up with called the, I think it's called Alani. I think the song is called Alani. I have it on video actually on the YouTube channel, bigfatpanda.com. Just a quick plug. I do have that on video, but 
there is a luau, which I, I think is a showy Americanized luau. We tried to get into it. It was sold out. So we didn't, if we would have pushed, we might've been able to fit in somewhere. It did never fit into our schedule. If we go back, I'm sure we'll try to do it. But the luau I heard was fantastic. It's, and it's not directly on the property where you can see it. It's got to be off to one of the sides somewhere because even though we were at the resort, we did not see the luau. We couldn't say what it was. It was one of those mystical things of something cool is going on somewhere and we're not a part of that. But just the beach at night, uh, because it's kind of like protected, there's almost like a cove of rocks that go around it so that you can go into the nice crystal clear water without feeling that it's too dangerous. I'm sure if, you know, the wildlife from the ocean wanted to get in, it could, but you didn't get the huge waves. If you went beyond it, you probably would have to be very careful and, and worry about waves and stuff like that. But there was definitely enough to do. I couldn't wake up at the resort and be like, oh, I'm going to be bored too. There's something to do. Oh, there's also their own pond. I say pond, but it's really big of sea life. And you can go snorkel with their sea life. And then there's little, I think they're called Menahuni, the little magical, there's like little magical people that, little little guys statues and they do little special things and they light up and you can go on a treasure hunt and find them and stuff there's a lot to do there really is i didn't get to do it all and i was there for seven full nights are you do you think that this is like i think this is probably the most softball question i can ask but would you go back to this place pete has already booked it for the end of january we are returning or it's the beginning of february i know i know i don't believe it i'm going so yeah i'm going back yes awesome that is just so incredible. And it, it just, you mentioned the Joe Rohde-ness uh, of it all. And I know he led that team of Imagineers. And I think Pete mentioned this when he talked to us that um, Hawaii has kind of acknowledged Alani as the resort that most resembles Hawaiian culture, the traditional Hawaiian culture. And it's great that they put so much effort into that. And they really allowed that to be something that like can be a cultural icon as well and yeah. involve Disney. It's just really cool. And so I, another, I hope someday. I have another weird theory too. And I don't know if this would be controversial at all, but I'm going to say it because I feel like it's true. You know, how Disney will build a, a Disney world somewhere else. And that place may not be very, hospitality driven you Mm -hmm. may have to train the folks in that country how to be disney-like in hawaii even though it's not a park it's a resort i it's almost like its own park believe it or not you there's something about the hawaiian culture the hospitality that just jives with disney because even when you leave the resort everything is hang loose don't worry about time uh you know mahalo uh, aloha there's that feeling, that friendliness, and it it carries over into the resort where it becomes more Disney. It exemplifies and makes the Disney more. It's more Disney. So it's kind of weird that it took the, the fake entertainment company to make the most culturally, you know, like you said, resort of Hawaii. It, it, it definitely fits. Yeah, That's definitely. Awesome. When I went to Hawaii, it, it was so fun because everybody was so nice and everybody was your cousin. You say, hey, cousin, and hey, cousin. You know, it's just, it was the coolest thing. We did leave the resort and driving there, every road is K-A-A-K-A-A-H-A-K-K-A. There's a lot of K's and a lot of A's. You don't know where you're going. <laughs> so you need a GPS because everything is kakahukamaka. Uh, <laughs> but we went to the Dole Plantation tourist trap, a lot of fun. Uh, we didn't get to go, but we wanted to where they filmed Jurassic Park. Mm. There's a camp where the the running, you know, where there's like a mountain and, there's, and they ran. And you can see it like, yeah, that's 
Jurassic Park that I know. I wanted uh-huh. to go there. I'm sure we'll go there next time. We went to a couple of a lot of places. I didn't know shave ice was a big deal. Do you guys know about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was shaved with a D. It is not. It is shave ice. But when you put condensed milk on ice with flavoring syrup. Oh, wow. Brett, it's better. Oh, than my gosh. Better oh, than wow. wow. Better oh. than ice cream. Mm. Wow. And the bees. That strong words encircle... for a bunch of Midwesterners there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the bees encircle the garbage cans where the shave ice is being thrown out and they, they wait for it. And you know, you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to survive throwing this out in the garbage. <laughs> wow. wow. Oh my that, gosh. That is just so great. And, and hopefully something that a lot of us can experience in the future. And um, it just seems like such a beautiful resort. And it's very cool that you get to go back. And we love getting to see your travels on that. What are the other things that you've experienced that people maybe haven't yet, especially post-COVID, you've sort of seen the evolution of some Disney cruises as well, because you've kind of been there while there's been different um, restrictions in place, and now they're trying to lift some of those. And then I really want to talk to you about your podcast cruise, but talk to me about your cruising experience. Yeah, when we first started to go back on cruises, you know, they test you at the port and you're scared. Oh, what if I do test positive? Uh, obviously didn't got on. There was maybe a thousand people on a ship that fit 4,000. And we were all used to going on it when there was a lot of people. So you didn't wait for an elevator. You know, the restaurants couldn't do enough for you, which it still feels that way, even when it's crowded, but having a ship and then an Island, the, you know, castaway key to yourself, that was pretty special as I've been going and I've been on a, a lot to cover, you know, people don't see the work. I just tell them the good things. We do work. We really do. I mean, oh, there are sure. some of these cruises oh, where sure. I came back losing six pounds on one of these cruises as wow. much as I ate. I did. Cause I was running oh, back and forth filming everything. Yeah. But working hard, did, working hard, really, but enjoying it. I mean, every second of it, Sure. Yeah. but, uh, the as we went, I think it was 2000 people. And the last one we were on for the podcast cruise, there was about 2700, which still felt great compared to, you know, 4000, which I hear the Disney wish is a bigger ship, but doesn't fit any more people than the dream of the fantasy. So they also know that mm. it's a better experience when you're less people. So I'm sure they're charging more. They're making up their money, but it's a better experience to the, you know, us because we're not there's not as many people. Absolutely. Now, one of the things that you were able to experience in the podcast cruise, talk to us about that experience of being on that live episode in the Walt Disney Theater. What was that like from your perspective? Okay. I'm, I'm new to the Diz group, obviously, and I, I didn't know if I would be involved in the show that I knew was going to show in the Disney Theater. I mean, I didn't expect to. You've got people that have been there for a very long time with the company, and they thought they could only fit six people on the stage, which is inside the Disney Theater, the big theater that everything shows on the ship. So I did not expect to be on the panel. When the panel increased to, I think, 10 or 11 people, They were like, yeah, you're going to be on the panel. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know. I just had this view of the audience from the Walt Disney Theater where nobody was sitting there yet. Oh, sir, yeah. And I was like a part of this panel of people that I really honestly am fans of that I think are, are very respectable people. I mean, you got John Maggi there, who also owns Dreams Unlimited Travel with Pete Werner. Uh, you know, Teresa Eccles. Uh, I, I could go on and I'm not going to miss somebody. Kevin, Pete, uh, everybody was there. And uh, I was on the edge there, you know, all the way on the end. I was the first one to walk out. And Pete, you know, mentioned about hiring me as a new hire. And people clapped. But the thing about that cruise, the amount of people that come up to you who watch the show, obviously they're all show watchers mm-hmm. and they come up to you and talk to you. The, the feeling was so genuine about how, you know, I, I was crying the whole time. 
I couldn't, I couldn't stop. You could walk 10 feet and somebody stops you and tells you, listen, thank you for bringing this to the show or bringing that. And that's when you feel your own self-worth and like, okay, I'm new, but these people are getting something from what I'm, I'm putting out there. And that makes me feel worth something. And that was a great feeling love that I, I you know and That's sometimes wonderful. i watch um comment boards and why do you ever look at a comment section but you know i, I can't do help i myself. do it too you know and 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 not this isn't about you but i've seen with other disney content providers is that you know i think sometimes people forget their people and they can be really critical and sometimes downright mean and so it's so refreshing to hear that you're getting the positive feedback that you very much deserve that just kind of warms my heart Thank you. You will. I'll get negative too. I'm sure. I mean, you can read this. Guy. How come you're always agreeing with Pete on the food review? How come you don't have your own opinion? <laughs> I'm like, and I have to go and find where I've had my own opinion. But yeah, no, you're you're right though. Some of them, some of them get attacked really bad, and I'm like, yeah. ooh, that's uh, you know, yes, uh, they're people. Well, I, I you agree. know, Disney fans are highly opinionated. So, did we hear that Jody Benson made an appearance? Jody Benson was a special guest on the podcast cruise. She did an hour long concert. Uh, it wasn't until the very end that she sang part of your world. She did like, you know, colors of the wind and she did it fantastic. We also got to meet her daughter uh, who is a, a wonderful singer in her own right. Uh, her husband, good singer as well. Uh, but yeah. And then she came onto the show. So the podcast cruise show for the Diz, if you went and watched it on YouTube on Diz Unplugged, she is on the panel towards the end. She comes on and she was really wonderful. She, at first she was going to be masked and behind like, you know, plexiglass and stuff. Somehow that did not occur. I guess she felt safe enough with the protocols of the ship that she could relax those. But uh, yeah, she, uh, she was great. That's awesome. We have to shout out to Jody because she's an Illinois person. Hello, you know. Is she? Yeah, she's from Rockford area. So it's about, I don't know, two hours north of us or so. Oh, she's part of your world. But she went to she uh, a local university uh, in, in, our, in a town, one town over Decatur. So it's nice to, mm-hmm. um, you know, see her representing the Midwest so well. She has a new book coming out. Uh, I think it is called Part of Your World. And uh, it's supposed to be a big deal. So I would check out the book. Yeah, for sure. I think that cool. that's coming out in the late summer, early fall or whatever. I definitely that was right. listening into that episode right after it got posted for sure. So um, absolutely. But Brett, you know, you, I think, are preparing for a cruise in early 2023, uh, if memory well, serves. So do you have any questions for him about this experienced cruiser over the last like eight months here? Well, he asked that in such a kind manner. Now. Normally, since I am the one co-host in this trio of co-hosts that has not gotten credit for any sort of Disney cruise. Um, so let's see. Ooh, do I have any questions? Um, Which cruise uh, are you going on? I'm planning on going uh, on the new ship um, after I cheer uh, after I cheer Craig on in the uh, in the uh, in the marathon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's all part, it's a big old package, you know, cheer my co-host on and then go celebrate on a cruise. I might, I might drag him onto the course with me, uh, Panda and make him run the last mile or something. I don't know. I bet Disney would frown upon that. Don't hurt him before the cruise. You know what a lot of people do? I found this out because the cruise that we went on in 2017 was right after, um, princess half marathon. And what happens is they actually sell it as part of the run Disney package that if you go on the cruise as well, 
you can do the Castaway Key 5K after you've done your marathon. So I did the Castaway Key 5K not knowing that with like all these half marathoners. Like they were just like (laughs) ridiculous how fast they were. That's crazy. Well, back to, oh, my question. Do I have a question? Let's see. Okay, so the question I have is, um, now we've heard about the different entertainments and we know that, I, at least I understand that there are like Disney produced shows, live shows, but then other nights um, have other entertainments as well. Is that kind of true? Like, yes. could you maybe have, you know, a magician or a something else going on? And is that worth your time? You know what? <laughs> it is. There's, oh, there was always two or three things going on apart from the shows. Okay. There was always uh-huh. a movie, like a first run movie that's in the theater, in their theater, mm-hmm. usually showed twice mm. a day, even late at night, like at midnight, they would show, you know, the multiverse thing. I did not stay oh, wow. But then in the adult area, they would have like a newlywed game or they would have karaoke. And it was a lot, you know, you just have drunk people having a good time. And like the eight, oh God, Brett, you would have loved the eighties game. They would play like three bars of a song and people would have teams. And then one side of the room was red. One side of the room was blue. And if the person involved with the red team stood up and said, you know, that's Madonna. They would say, okay, now everybody's got to stand up and vote. And whoever didn't from that team, they would count how many people did it. And if you were, if if then the other side would have to like challenge you. And if they had more people did it on their side than your side, you'd lose. And they would tell you the two people that sat down and wouldn't do it. They're, they're responsible. So it was a lot of fun. Then we, there was a conga line of like 200 people going through the adult entertainment. Oh my oh, God. That would be awesome. Yeah. It becomes oh very un Disney like in a, in the best way possible. <laughs> in a fun way. Sure. Yeah. In a very that's fun good. way. An after yeah. hours night sort of thing. Well, that's Correct. cool. And I'm looking forward to the food and the ship. I mean, once we find out a little bit more about the ship is going to have so much more going on because they learned each time that they build a new ship, they learn, well, what can we do this time? So I'm very excited about that. So there's a lot and going then, on the wish. I bet. And then, I mean, what's going to Craig, what's Craig going to complain about then? Because we've all, you know, we'll all have been cruisers by then, but we won't all be DVC. Oh, there, there it is. Yeah. That's we the next thing. No, all be no it, I, I only give you grief about the cruise because uh, I haven't been to Disneyland and you let me know that. Uh, but I will say Panda, it's awesome. That I never put it in your that. face though. I don't. Um, Vanessa, Vanessa disagrees. No, Vanessa definitely does. Vanessa definitely does. I want to go to, I want to go to Disneyland before Craig does where you got to go. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, but the, it's cool that you're going to be on that like christening cruise. That'll be such a neat experience. And to see like all the way that they're woving in like Marvel, I'm actually really pumped and you'll have to, maybe you can think of me while you walk into this restaurant, but they have that like Walt themed restaurant that's like yes. based in the is it the 40s or the 20s or something it, it looks awesome yeah I, I forget the name it's like 1928 or something like that but I can't wait for that one yes I have another prediction and I don't know if it's true so I want to I want to let it go here mm-hmm. and see if it happens mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. a thing called little chef on the celebrity cruise where using projections on the ceiling they did entertainment on your table where this little chef pulled zucchini onto your plate and chopped tomatoes on your plate and it was you know projection mapping on your dish tell me they're not going to do that for ant-man in the marvel oh well they're they're already talking about how like the the food is going to to shrink in front of you and things or make or or become large in front of you or whatever it's got to be projection i would think but who knows still 
That's yeah. cool. That'll be really awesome. It's not about the gray like... stuff anymore. It's the other stuff that's entertaining, I, you know, the, even the whatever. Yeah. Just to see like how all that's going to happen and just the way that those cruises happen. I, I can't recommend those enough. I mean, I've only been on the one and I'm, I'm itching to get back on a cruise for sure. So I'll live vicariously through you, sir, as we're doing that. But yes. there's a couple of other experiences that you've had or, um, and then uh, just if you want to just catch up on, on, on life as well, because it's so nice to get a chance to chat with you, but you have gotten out to Disneyland. And I know that that's an experience that you don't necessarily get to have every other day because you're living the Walt Disney World life. But when you go to Disneyland, now, did you stay at the Grand Californian as well? I did, but it was only for two nights. So it was a pretty quick trip. Brett also stayed there for three nights. So I think he's got you beat yes. there. He does. Oh, well, hardly. But yes. <laughs> I, well, I think you were doing the DVC thing. Was it a grand sort of thing again there? Was that? Uh, you know, I had the two bedroom there, but there was a grand villa. But we oh, well, I had the, the two bedroom. Too. Only oh, the okay. two bedroom. Well, <laughs> I understand. Higher. It wasn't quite the concierge level. I just love that resort. That I'm used to now. Oh, Me too. I, the, Hearth, the Hearthstone Lounge, I think, is great for like sharing mm -hmm. little finger foods with people it's awesome oh. but to me disneyland that fantasy land there is something about that that i mm -hmm. i cannot mm -hmm. shake off yeah mm -hmm. it, it just looks so uh, amazing and, and magical and you know of course avengers campus has opened since you've been there too so I, just talk to us yeah. for a few minutes about your experiences in disneyland it, it was okay i did not see avengers campus and i didn't care that i didn't see it because i had my fantasy land there's something about being in Disneyland Fantasyland, where the Wicked Queen is still opening the, the shutters, looking oh, down yeah. at you from mm -hmm. the thing. And then you say, oh, I wish Mr. Toad was back. And you turn around and there's Mr. Toad's wild ride. <laughs> right? And it just feels weird. And then you see the ride like, Brett, you could tell me, I forget what it's called, where the kids are in cages. And it makes me laugh that the children Oh, Pinocchio's daring journey. Is yes. that? You know, but no, there's one where there's... The train. The train. Oh, the kids. Oh no, Casey. Casey Jr. Juniors. Yeah. Oh yes. No, you put adults. You put adults in the in that. Yeah. It's like a whole family put. Yeah. You know, in the. It's in very the strange, but it's still fun. That is fun. In their small fun. world, and they're they're pirates. It's oh, just oh. better. It is. <laughs> See, Craig, you gotta go. You gotta go. Uh, I no, never throw I it into your face. I, I want like you too. to experience it. John, John, oh, go ahead. Can and you... John, no, no, no. I've got to ask him about the whoosh, the whoosh in Peter Pan's flight. Did you hear? Better. Did you hear the whoosh? Isn't yes. that just make the entire whoosh? Oh. I wish we would. Oh, have, I wish I they would just it. give ours a little bit more love here to make it more just like the Disneyland whoosh. one. Yes. Just a whoosh. Give us mm -hmm. a whoosh. The panda. Mm -hmm. There's a tube. I don't like the tube in Pirates and in Small World. You're in a tube. tube. I don't like what? the. It feels it feels like you're in a a, a two beast swimming pool, and you're floating that. down it. I don't like that. I didn't get a tube. Feel. Well, you can really see it in mm. in Small World, but you know. Oh, Small World, yeah. yeah you're definitely in a yeah, in a yeah. I know what you mean about Small World. You're on a track. You see the track tube. of the of the water. Yeah, I don't like that. I, I want to feel like I'm in that. on a river, and not in a tube. I do I feel more like a river here in Disney World. You're right. It's more like yeah. you're in the river. Yes. Yeah. Than than in the uh, in the half funnel. Yeah. 
one of these days we're going to have to do one of these days when Greg finally goes, um, we're going to have to do a comparison of what we, which rides we like better in, in each Ooh, part. And idea. it will be controversial because I will have a big issue with the tube. Although I will <laughs> say the outside of small world is gorgeous. Mm. It is gorgeous, but you, you know, their main, I'm sorry, their main street and their castle is, has nothing on Disney world. And Craig, when you walk down main street and see a mountain, oh, don't even. it's very no. strange. It's ahead, different. It is Go different, ahead, but don't do, defend but don't their do that. castle. Oh, the castle it's mine. not. It is. it is. Let's just say. Let's just say <laughs> just that is. was to the scale that Walt Disney preferred because he wanted to be a friendly size castle and not. Yeah, he was wrong. He was know, wrong that time. <laughs> he was wrong. <laughs> oh, don't say that from Brett. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, listen, oh, who made the pl- okay, Brett, gonna have who to made the plans for Disney mind. World? Who made the plans? It wasn't Walt. Walt didn't want the nuke that castle from Disney World. Yes, he did. Yeah, before, oh, I think you that make that him speechless. Look at that. Walt, wasn't it? Brett Ruther can't talk. As you get older, you get smarter <laughs> and you change your mind. Well, and right? we know that the castle was really more of a promotion for Sleeping Beauty at the time. True. And true. so, you know. Like it, it wasn't is, thought it of as like the, I, I don't know. Thank well, of you. course it becomes that, but maybe it wasn't thought of as like the icon of the park. Yeah, you know? no, no. It, it is beautiful. But to me, when I see a mountain on main street, it freaks me out because everything is so familiar, uh, like Disney world. And then I'm like, oh, what's that? How is that there? What I think that my wife is going to enjoy the most about Disneyland when we finally go is that, and I've heard this from other people, but like every shop on main street is actually a real shop as opposed to like, you know, Main Street and Disney World, it's like the Emporium is basically just like an extended gift shop. It's just like the same store for like the entire facade. But I don't know. Like I've heard like that there actually is the magic shop. And so is that accurate or no? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. know, Brett. Is that true? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's more segmented than, than ours. Yeah. Well, you can still do the walk from one to the other, which is great in the rain or during parades or other things. You know, that's a that's a little trick. But yeah, but to think that Steve Martin was a cast member and did magic right there. That's cool. I mean, it's all the history at Disneyland. Uh, it'll make you cry. In I'll get out there. And, you know, we just uh, last week we, we had our friend Jeffrey from D23 and they seconds before seconds before this uh, this recording started, they announced all the panels at D23 and just incredible <gasps> what they've got coming to us so it's gonna be pretty cool brett remember how he said very tempting about, very tempting yes remember how he said something about music and how like we were yes. that people would be really excited about music our friend yes. our friend quote unquote susan our egan friend. is bringing the disney oh. princesses in concert to d23 Ooh. oh my gosh yeah, oh so I'm that chills. must have been what he was talking about i'm getting chills oh yeah. wow oh Oh my gosh. A lot oh of the gosh. others that they announced today were, um, they were more like what you would expect, like the parks panel and uh, the legends award and, and all of that. But, but I think that the big announcement or the legends. big new surprise was the Disney princess in concert. So, which we will get a chance to see here in the central Illinois area in December. Yes. So I'm excited about that too. There's like at least one other thing that I need to catch up on. And I think Brett wants, to, Oh, Vanessa, you had something. Well, We've been talking about how we're going to live vicariously through John. And let me tell you, I can only live vicariously with this whole Guardians of the Galaxy spin a palooza oh. situation. <laughs> I'll never be able to ride it. But I need someone like John to tell me what's up with it. Is it amazing? What happens? I really, 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 really love this ride. 
not just because it's a comfy thing. You really thing. like it? Yeah. Oh, God, I do. <laughs> do Brett, really? did you ride it? I haven't been there yet. Oh, okay. Okay, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Awesome. Forget For a second, forget the music. Let's just put that in the background. Okay. The coaster itself is a swooping, side-feeling, swooping, slaloming, if you will. You The turning is controlled turning, so there's not anything random that you're, oh, my God, I'm just spinning. They're just, you know, like a dune buggy. They're turning you to certain things but it feels like you're flying. There's no huge drops. There's a lot of nice, you know, I, I'm going to say they're pretty big swoopy curves, but then you've got the visuals and the visuals are a part of the story of this monster that is trying to, I don't even know what's happening, but he's trying to send us to a different time period and erase human history. And you got to go get back uh, the all spice at the all spark, kind of like, kind of like transformers to me, but the visuals okay. are amazing as you're doing it and the music. When you start off, you can get one of the six songs, but to me, the best one is September. So do you remember the, 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 the and you're flying through the galaxy and you've got Rocket and Star-Lord yelling at each other in a comedic way. One of the lines is, it's about time. And then Drax going, well, haven't you been paying attention? It's always been about time. So it's really it's really done well, and you just want to go on it oh, again awesome. and again and again. And you did, didn't you? Like I, you know, I'll never have that opportunity it? ever again. The media event. Oh my gosh! I did it. I think it was ten to eleven times on the media event, oh, and that wasn't enough. Wow. I, I could have went. I could have went much more. Never will that happen wow. again. Well, maybe so. you know uh, the Diz does so many of those after hours events and parties. There might be a time where speaking speaking of which, DizCon is coming up September. I think it's twenty nine third. Um, I know it's the last two days of September and October first. I've got a calendar right here for you. Thank it you is for DizCon. Yeah, twenty ninth, the thirtieth, and then the first. Is that it? Correct. Is it a Thursday, Friday, Saturday? That's it. I forgot there's no 31st in September. Yes, yeah. uh, that is going on. It's all to benefit Give Kids the World. Uh, the Diz really does a great job with that. But they are renting uh, Morocco. I think it is also France and the UK Pavilion. And we get to go on uh, Ratatouille as many times as we want. So yes, there may be a future where we can do oh, wow. uh, Guardians as many times as we want. And you know, they did Ooh. DizCon um, for the first time last year. And it's just been incredible to see the uh, amount of uh, willingness that they that Pete and the, the whole team has to like raise money for that organization but it's just cool to um, have that but then also have these opportunities to meet some really cool people around Disney as well so clearly you're going to be participating in DizCon right so if people go down there they'll get to ha have a chance to hang out with you 100% yes I'm sure I'll be hosting some panel somewhere because yes, like you said, Pete really does do a whole bunch of stuff with that. I mean, the amount of work that goes into putting that together is pretty amazing. And Steve Amos, I got to mention him from Give Kids the World. He is the, the really the mastermind in putting a lot of the celebrities together. I'm fanboying over, oh, I'm going to forget his name, the voice of Jafar, Jonathan Freeman. Yep. Sure. Oh, yes. I, I just can't wait to... I really wanted to do my answering machine like Panda isn't here right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call you just so we can hear that. Every, oh, like, if I get him on my answer, I, I will be like, call me. I'm not picking up. Call me. Call me. Call me anytime. I'm not answering. <laughs> 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 well, this is just all so great. And, you know, I just, we, we got a couple of minutes here if you've got time and if there's anything else that you wanted to talk about um, at all, because again, it's just kind of fun just to catch up with you. 
you know, I'm still grasping how much the Diz encompasses. So if you want to follow, you can follow me at bigfatpanda.com or the Diz Unplugged. That's their main show. DVC Fan, which is their DVC fan channel, D- DCL fan, which is their Disney Cruise Line fan YouTube channel. There is a special Patreon show that we do uh, for all Patreon. No matter what level Patreon you are, I think it could be ten dollars a month. There's a special show that goes on just for the Patreon members after the regular Tuesday one PM show on Dis Unplugged. Pete also does a personal just like i mean he can wake up sometimes at six in the morning and just start talking and he'll do his own little patreon for an hour and it's really interesting to just get into his brain sometimes he's i don't want to make his head too big but sometimes it's like wow this guy you you just just to sit down with him and hear him for a little bit it's it's very enlightening yeah that is that is all great and so you can follow all of that for the content uh, I should mention that one of the things that was announced that's coming back is the seven and seven as well. And I know oh, yeah. you had been involved in that a little bit, but I'm, I'm wondering from your perspective. So if you're doing these DVC fan shows, if you were to buy into DVC, what's your home resort? What do you think pa- it would be? Okay. I want it to be the Polynesian. Okay. I, especially when the new building opens up, even though I'm not sold on the new building, I got to see what's going on there but it might wind up being Riviera just for the price point. What did you buy? We, uh, we bought resale and we went to Copper Creek. Okay. Yeah. You really can't go wrong with Copper Creek though. I mean, we, it's going to be like, it's like till 2068 or something. And it's just like wilderness lodge. Yeah. We fell in love. I mean, and the truth is you don't have to use it just at that resort. Of course it's, it's easier to, but yeah, I, I want to, I do want Polynesian. That's my dream is to say I own just a week at the Polynesian. And then I can do my, as they call it, add on itis to mm-hmm. add on points for other, other places. I can do that. And on itis. That's fun. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, are it is real. On itis. Are you going to get it too? Craig, oh, yeah. Craig, Craig already has it. Started. It's already started. Yeah. yeah. It's already started. Cause I started looking at resale contracts, but then we're not going to be direct members right away. So it's, it's kind of like, it's a high bar to be a direct DVC member where you get the direct member benefits. You have to buy at least 150 points at like kind of a, a more expensive amount per point. But if you are a member, then you can do it 25 points at a time and you can build up over time. So that's probably what we will do is like start to buy 25 points at a time as a direct member. Wow. He knows a lot. Gosh, this is his and- Learned it all from BBC fans. And Vanessa and Britt, you're going to probably find this interesting. There's a thing called a ROFR, R-O-F-R, which is right of first refusal. So let's say somebody wants to go sell their DVC. Oh, you have, let's say somebody wants to sell the DVC points really cheap. Craig has taken us through his journey. Right. You got to just hope Disney doesn't buy it because they have the right to buy it first. Isn't that crazy? It, it is wild. It, it is a wild world out there. And uh, when you see Paul and Amy next, tell them thank you, because they both have been so helpful uh, in this process and, and going through uh, DVC resale and all that. But but it's just been so great to talk to you, buddy. And Same here. Uh, hopefully, I love you guys. hopefully, like uh, we Aww. can, you know, every six months or so we, we need to we need to just like have a catch up and and see where you've been traversing around the world. They're going to be sending you to Disneyland Paris at some point and Tokyo and all of this, I bet. Who knows? Yeah, it's just and no, wow. no joke. I do have people ask me, hey, have you heard from Panda? What's Panda been doing? Where's, you know, and it's like, go follow him, go follow his, his adventures. But then, and then I'll let you know when he's back on the show because they do want to know Aww. what's going on. Thank in you life. so much. I didn't, I don't really know that. So that feels good. Thank you. Yeah. And truly, I said it at the beginning, sure. but it's it's great when good things happen to good people. And you, you sir, are good people. And uh, 
you, Thank of you, course, you like it's, it's, it's a joy to get a message from you and to, to see what's going on in your world. So thanks so much for, for coming on again today. If you are fans of Panda and you're listening to us for the first time, you can go back and you can hear a bunch of different interviews that we do. We also just talk random Disney stuff and we review some movies as well. We kind of cover it all as we can. And you can find us on any podcast platform by searching Beyond the Mouse. You can also find us on social, uh, Beyond the Mouse Pod on Instagram, also Beyond Mouse on Twitter. And Beyond the Mouse Podcast is our page on Facebook, but we also have Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals which is our group on Facebook where you can interact with us. So we do recommend that you join that, that uh, pandas in there. So you can talk to him about this episode and kind of get some more information about his stuff that's going on as well, which is just wonderful. Anything else that we need to say before we wrap this up, Brett? Oh, it was so good having you as a guest again. And I can't wait until the next time. Hmm. Thank you. Please leave an Apple iTunes review. Yes, that's right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And Vanessa? You know, uh, you said Pete knows how to pick him and he does because you have such talent. And I have thought this from the moment I met you, maybe not the moment, but the, the first you know, several minutes of listening to you talk, I'm like, this guy's really talented. Like, what's he doing mm. talking to us? And it's so great to see you doing oh, so, so well. I'm just, I'm so genuine. You, no, are, so talented. you. you are so talented too. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Let me love on you. Okay, that's okay. enough. All right. I'm sorry. All right, Basically, what I want to convey in the end of this podcast, John, is if you're ever having a down day and you just need someone to tell you how awesome you are, I will call you. I'll leave a voicemail so I can hear Jonathan Freeman on your answering machine. And then you can call me back and I'll tell you how awesome you are. Okay. Now, yes. Thank you very much. Now I hope he really does it. I'm going to say. Awesome. So for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. Uh, I'm Brett. And I'm Panda. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Hopefully the front row of, I don't know, the next Diz event, DizCon, right? In September. So get down there and go see Panda in person.